How are you? I'm very well, Paddy. Thank you very much. Week seven, are we in lockdown? Who knows? Because this could be listened to years from now as a classic podcast. People <laughs> won't know what it was. They will. It'll be like the flu pandemic. It will go into the British Museum as an archive of what people did. Yes, I wonder. We're going to go into the British Museum. Yes. It's a moment in history. Dolly, where's the little animal, Dolly? Where's it? Where's she gone? <gasps> Bob, what's that noise? Bob, what's that? Where's Wolfers? <laughs> Dogs, are they keeping you sane in lockdown is today's subject, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Dogs, are they keeping you sane? Yes, I think the answer to that is very much yes. You live alone. I live alone. By choice, we're not lonely. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> <laughs> No one will have us. <laughs> and um, I find that my dog has really been quite the blessing Although I think she's fed up with me and I noticed that there's a small tunnel by the front door where she's yes. trying to escape. It's a bit like the Berlin Wall. The other thing to say is that when you say you live alone, it is worth pointing out that yours is the only house in the street with the locks on the outside. <laughs> is it worth pointing that out, Paddy? Thank you so much for pointing that out. You're saying I live in a high security twilight home. <laughs> with the bolts on the outside. Uh, yes, actually, Bob has bonded with me. I've always thought he never really liked me. And this compulsory, you know, what's it called? Lockup. Um, lockdown, he, I think we're calling it. Bob down. Lockdown. Oh, lockdown. Compulsory lockup. <laughs> Where have you been for the last six weeks? <laughs> compulsory lockup. Well, it is a lockup. And you speak for a living as well. <laughs> It is a lockup. I don't know why no one else has called it a lockup. Mind you, around here, that, that it seems to be easing. Anyway, Bob has decided that he 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 likes me again. He's much more affectionate than he ever was before. Why do you think he went off you in the first place? <laughs> I don't know why I'm asking that. I know the answer. I always think it was because I was very strict when he arrived. Someone had told me put him in a crate. They love it. Dogs. They love to be in a crate. Put him in a crate. So Here comes I'm, Paddy's generic voice <laughs> for everyone. Put him in a crate, it's the only language he understands. <laughs> That's a bit flower girl in Mary Poppins. Do I mean Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Who was the flower girl? Uh, feed my the birds, are you thinking of? My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady. Eliza Doolittle is what you're thinking of. Yeah. Well, I, when he came, he's now five, I put him in a crate. Go on, put him in a crate, she loves it, go on. And he squealed like he was being skinned alive to the point where I had to sleep in the bath because I thought that was the only way I could be any silence. So I did that for about five days. And then I thought, could bear it no longer, let him out. And when I let him out, he went away to sleep as far away from me as possible for the first two or three years. Oh dear, I suppose he thought that was a punishment. Yes. I think the crate has to be a nice place. So you train, listen to me, I'm now Barbara Woodhouse, putting little nice treats in the crate and nice little toys for them so it becomes a safe space, not, please don't put me in the crate, Paddy. I'm so lonely. He'll love it in the crate. Put him in the crate. I think the thing is that you're right. I wasn't a very good owner. And to you... Anyway, the crate didn't last very long, did it? Crate How long did it I gave it no. away. But to you listening to the podcast, perhaps, you know, a better dog owner or a new, more experienced, you'll know that the Maria, as usual, is 100% right. 
You've got to make the crate great. That's what you've got to do. You're wasted. You should be a tabloid writer. <laughs> make, make the crate, crate great. great. Again. No. No? No. No. That's, that's I've triggered you there, haven't you? <laughs> yes. It's got to be another great word. Make the crate great. Mate. Yeah, that'll do. The other thing that you notice if you are in a park or beach or wood where you are allowed to have your dog off the lead, and this, the picture varies around the country, is that dogs, of course, are not socially distancing themselves. If they see a white poodle and they want to go and jump on it, they will. I absolutely understand this. I mean, I was in a park the other day where sort of late night, quite a lot of people had had the same idea. So there were a little group of about six dogs, all scampering and sniffing and slurping and not social distancing at all. And then their owners were rightly spaced around, watching proudly on, wearing masks. And it did look like the most bizarre scene. And mm. um, we're trying to chat to each other through our masks and it's just mumbling. And then you hear a sudden mumbling of, Roger, stop doing that. <laughs> is, is that the wife to the husband? No, yes. But, yes, the dogs There's are... A time and a place for everything, Roger. <laughs> Do you, it's not, is it Friday already? Do you, is, isn't it right that the dogs, they must bite... Because you hear people always saying, oh, the dog, you can always tell, the dog can always tell. Do you think that the dog knows that the owner is in lockdown or is, is wearing a mask or is behaving? Are you mad? Are you absolutely mad? The dogs know nothing except that their lives have become wonderful and their humans are there 24-7. They just are in seventh heaven. I think they're now starting, the dogs are taking over because I don't know about you, Paddy, but mine is getting fed a little bit more, largely oh. because I'm up so early, so the days are longer. And they're getting more affection, they're getting more walks because we're all desperate to go out. And yes, of course, we're doing a one-hour sanctioned exercise, but dogs are allowed to go to poo-poos and wee-wees. And that's normally two or three times a day. What, that that's just, in, is that the owner you're talking about? Yes, yeah. that's me. And so, you know, I have seen very funny memes and gifts on the social media where dogs are saying, I don't want to go for another walk. That's enough and being dragged along by their owners on yet another excursion. Uh, so I think we, we may well be lurching into the territory when all this is over or partially over and we go back to work where our dogs have terrible separation anxiety. What yeah. do you think? Well, I think you're right about that. I mean, I don't think we are going to be unlocking from the lock up down sufficiently soon that we get into that in this podcast, because I'm very interested in the other things you're saying. Because the thing with the owners wearing the masks mm. is that you, there are some owners who you, on the regular walk you see and you think you know who they are, but when you just see their eyes, you think, oh, is that Mavis? Or is, you know, is, who's that? So How does Mavis talk? Hello, all right there? So it becomes... <laughs> I don't know why I needed to ask that, really. I know, I realise that my smile return ratio is very poor because I, you know, you pass people, you smile, you nod. And of course, with masks and sunglasses, there is no evidence of any facial change. <laughs> people stare at me and I'm thinking, 
why are they being so rude? I'm smiling at them, but of course nobody can see behind the mask. So are you wearing sunglasses and a mask when you go out? Yes, and the hazmat suit. It must look like the slasher from Halloween. (laughs) Well, there's no change really. And also my dog has not um, made any kind of assessment of my mask because my dog is used to be wearing crazy things all the time, I think. You know, to a dog, it's just, they know it's you. They can smell that it's you. I mean, it's interesting that I saw an owner having to intervene. Oh, that's the uh, reason. Some sort of dog spat. That's why they want the dogs on a lead in some parks. So what happened? Mm. Well, um, I want to tell you that it was all resolved safely. But no, both owners went crashing in, grabbing hold of their dogs by whichever limb they could get and pulled them apart. So, you know, I can understand the lead situation. It probably is necessary if you've got quite a skittish dog that is liable to do that. Dog pod. Dolly, where's Bob? Dolly. Now, the Kennel Club came out a few days ago to say, do not get a pet during lockdown. Don't get a puppy. Did you catch that? Yes, I did. And I think it's very hard to do that anyway. I don't think there are many rehoming places or rescue places that are allowing that to happen because you have to spend time with a dog and you therefore have to spend time with a person that's looking after the dog. But I think people that are having litters of dogs, you know, we don't know how many litters that have been born. I don't know how that's happening. I mean, it's a lovely thing, of course, to have a dog in lockdown and so many people on Twitter have said I wish I'd got a dog and I wish I had something to talk to and but now is not the time and I don't know how people are actually going about it have you got any evidence about that well I have it's just that the kennel club said it was happening and they didn't want it to happen and um someone rang me up saying they wanted to get a dog did I know where I could get one I'm not a breeder I don't have puppies here whelping what's the word whelping that'll do um, Yelping. I don't have them, but I know that there is a real interest in getting them. And you see online a lot of chat rooms, or whatever it's called now, social chit chat, says that uh, people are, are indeed selling pups. Mm. Maybe we'll see a big glut of abandoned pups when this is all over and people go back to work because, of course, it would have been ideal. This is the time to train a puppy when you've got time and you've got space and you've got energy. Not that I have any of those things, I don't think. But uh, no, I think uh, it's going to be difficult if somebody has decided to get themselves a little pup. I was going to get a second one just before the crisis struck. Right. Do you find that your dog also, I mean, (laughs) it's a bit like a partnership. It's nice to have the dogs there and to chat to, but are they get, is Bob getting on your nerves a little bit as well? Yes, absolutely, desperately he is. Why? What is he doing? He has this thing where he, if he hasn't had enough exercise, and being a youngish border terrier, the state-sanctioned hour is not really enough for Bob. So he sometimes does this thing where he looks at me, uh, and this is to say, is that it? Is that, is, that what, is, that all, is that all you've got? Also, I am trying to put him on a diet. So he's right. always looking. He never used to be a particularly beggy dog. Now he's always looking at me when I'm making, cooking a chicken. Uh, so well, I, I think do... that's just general dog a reaction, isn't it, to any sort of food. But also, I know we use this word a lot on dog pond. Surely when you say he's looking at you as if to say, is that it? You are interpreting something that in his mind might just be, what should I do now? Should I go and lie down or should I play with my ball? 
we, you are anthropomorphizing. I'm saying that because I know you love to say it. I can't I'm say saying. that word. Anthropo- that's right. Anthropomorphizing. That, yes, I, that's right. Well, so that's, that could be what the lockdown's doing to me then. It's, it's You're the, feeling guilty. You're projecting on top. I'm projecting. I want to go out again. I want yes. to be in the pub drinking five pints of wine. Yes. And so Bob also <laughs> needs to have another walk. Yes. But we are not allowed and there are no pubs open. That's right. And actually, that's why the innocent part of his day, like he always greets the day like it's the first day he's ever been alive, which I think is a very good way to behave. So that is the most rewarding time of the day. It's another animal in the house, another mammal in the house, reacting to daylight in an excited way. sample that and make a rap record. Another mammal in the house. (laughs) Another mammal in the house. Okay, Uh, I've gone lockdown mad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, but what that, about the, do you think Bob is also missing uh, human contact, other social interaction with other humans? Because of course, dogs are sociable animals, not just with their own species, but with humans too. Yes, and I find Dolly is delighted to see anybody. Yes, it's like I am so bored with this person that I have been incarcerated with. Please, will you play with me? Please, will you tell me something different? Yes, I do think that because there's a small part near me, and then. Eddie, the neighbour who has uh, haggis, uh, we it's just... It's the name of a dog. It's the name of a dog, yes. Yes. I mean, he could obviously have a haggis for dinner. It wouldn't be <laughs> against the rules. He has had in his time, um, he being Scottish. So we were briefly on the same round this morning. So obviously we stood at the social distance, whatever, and the dogs ran up to each other. But then... Bob ran over to Eddie and Haggis ran over to me. And See, they wanted someone else to play did. with and to talk to. You really I'm, are. I'm really disappointed that I haven't had a wee bit of Eddie and Haggis talking like that. <laughs> I, you're implying that I'm the master of a thousand voices. Well, no, I'm not. I'm trying to taunt you into doing another one because I know there's only the one flower girl in My Fair Lady. Put him in a crate. Yes, he loves being in a crate. Put him in a crate. Oh, Paul, yes. But oh, put All right, up. Eddie, how are you? How's Agis this morning? <laughs> Want some flowers? Dark pot. Bob, who's at the door? <laughs> Bob, it's the doorbell, Bob. It's the doorbell. <sighs> you were in e- Killing Eve. You're very famous again. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was in Killing Eve, yes, and I can't talk about it because I signed a non-disclosure agreement. Oh. You can't talk about the hit TV series that you've been in, but thank you for mentioning it in passing. No, because people keep saying to me, are you in it all through the series? And of course, I can't tell them anything because that would reveal plots. It would because you have a character in Killing Eve and the answer to the question, are you wither the character, is wither the plot. Yes, indeed. So my NDA must come into force. I do remember a very funny story from the... I'll be the judge of that. Simon Callow was on a show called The Morning Show, which was introduced by the BBC. It was presented by my friend Robert Nisbet and Nicky Chapman. Yes, lovely Nicky Chapman. Lovely Nicky. And Nicky said to Simon about his oeuvre, oh, I loved Four Weddings and a Funeral. That stop all the clocks, that scene, stop all the clocks. It's so sad. And he went, years, said Simon, years. I was in the coffin. <laughs> 
That so, story pleases me on two levels. One, because it's just been retold, even though everybody's heard it. And two, because we got another voice. We got what, Power Girl and Posh Actor. Who's heard that story? It's my story. Who's heard it? Your story. It is my story. I was the only one watching the programme. I saw it all happen. Yes, I was in the coffin. No one else has heard that story, and we'll get mail now on my side of the story, not yours. Okay. What about this thing that Ian Katz at Channel 4 has decided to do a sort of... He wants to do a, a celebrity through the keyhole, but, of course, during lockdown, this is not possible to have cameras going in. So they've got round this by doing a sort of dog celebrity through the keyhole and attaching a camera to the dog so that they can go around the house unfettered by uh, breaking the law and so on. And what would that reveal if Bob had a camera and scurried about your house? Yeah, well, Other than that you keep a lot of things on the floor. (laughs) Well, firstly, I think it's a very good idea. I think Ian Katz is good with dogs. Yes. So I think... You're talking as if you know him. No, I was making wordplay on cats. I see. Yeah. Very good. So um, I think what he's come up with is a very good TV format. And Gogglebox is doing very well at the moment because it's they've learned how to make the cameras operate remotely. They used to sit in the kitchen, I think. So if you were a goggler, mm-hmm. you'd be in your living room and me, the camera operator, would be in your kitchen moving the cameras around, but I'd actually be in your house. Well, now what they've done is they've installed remote cameras and they sit in a truck somewhere outside safely away. I don't know the full ins and outs, but that's what I've heard. So this is a marvelous idea. So they send you a GoPro, you attach it to your dog, the dog wanders around the house, and then me as a viewer, who lives in a house like this? Well, people I, have been obsessed, haven't they, with the books behind, uh, you know, people sending in reports from social isolated studies and so on. I yes. always think when I look at Matt Hancock sending his reports, he's in a very... T- I always think it's his loo. Yes, and I have an image of him sitting on it. Can you imagine? Um, now, do you think... Let me just answer your question. What would a camera strapped to Bob's back reveal about my house and therefore me? Well, this is a very interesting question because the answer is, if it had been pre-lockdown, it would have revealed someone who looked to live like a student from the 1980s. Yes. Piles and piles of papers, books over the floor, clothing on the floor. Mm, I can confirm that. I've been to your house. And in the bits of paper, you know, just you'd have thought, wow, what what are all those bits of paper over there in the corner? And you'd have thought. Dating back to 1904. Yes, you'd have thought, this is a really interesting household full of people who are writing letters still and, you know, reading bits of paper. And um, look how many people must live there because there's four pairs of socks on the floor and two pairs of jeans. Wow, what, who, who, is it a couple? That's is it a- quite a conservative estimate of the things, clothing on your floor. Yes, I've always enjoyed a once a week cleanup, you see. So if you came unannounced to my house, you'd think, has a bomb gone off? On some occasions, on some occasions, I can be untidy. So anyway, that's what would have happened pre-lockdown. Now, Because of this lockdown, of course, I've gone to corners of the house I didn't even know existed. I picked up one pile of papers. It was gas bills from 2007. Yeah. Um, Good. What did you do with those? Put them back in the corner? No, they've all gone now. They've gone. (laughs) And I've done 
all sorts of things. I've cleared up the backyard. I've got a yard. I've cleaned that up. I've painted the windowsills at the front of the house. So people would say, hmm, a very neat freak, smart DIY enthusiast must live yes. in this house. Look at all those new shelves that have gone up. You're starting to sound like an overachiever, and that's never a good look in lockdown. My dog would reveal, if she had a pro camera strapped to her, that I spend an awful lot of time on the bed or in bed. Uh, and it's sort of become my office in a way, because I can kind of operate. There's just a lovely view of the sea from the bedroom. So there's lots of paperwork on my bed and a small dog at all times. So I think mine would be rather boring. Do you remember that was famously what John McCreerick did when he was on Celebrity Wife Swap? He lived in his bed and he, he referred to his wife as Booby. Booby, yes. Why name. is this relevant? Because he would stay in bed until lunchtime. He did all his correspondence in bed. Oh, in some rather grey underpants. I don't think you saw his pants. It was a sort of dressing gown. But why don't you move? If your bedroom is your preferred place, why don't you move your sitting room into your bedroom and move your bedroom into your sitting room? Why can't they be sort of interchangeable? Well, I suppose something about lying in or on a bed, which it's, it means you haven't made the right break between night and day. No, 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 no. I get up and shower, Paddy, and take the dog for a walk. And normally I'm lying on the bed in clothes. But what will but they thank, do? Thank you for your concern. I mean, uh, <laughs> my, my personal hygiene has been maintained. But what would be, how would, how would the camera work then? It couldn't show you. Would we see bits of you? Would we see your feet? Well, I could, I could lean in front of it. I could lollop well, like that... Gina Lolla Brigida in front of it. Say, yes, no, hello, it, here I am. It would be like Gina, I know. But wouldn't it rather break the mystery of the programme if you kept going in front of Dolly's camera going, hello, here I am. It's Gina here, look. Gina from Killing <laughs> Eve. Here I am. I'm here. It's me. And the whole point is, whose house is it? And you, everyone, Dolly went, you would go, it's me. Hello, it's me, Gina. Well, obviously, I would have to rethink my approach to life and try and find more interesting areas for the camera to see. <laughs> Maybe what they could do to keep the mystery is you could wear a disguise. So if they did catch sight of you, people might think, ooh, who could that be? Because you could wear a ginger wig, for instance. Bright ginger. Yes. And shades. So I think it's a very good idea. And I'm, when is it coming out? I don't know. All I know is that Dolly has asked for an astronomical fee. <laughs> <laughs> She's so small, Dolly. I think, she, what kind of camera is it going to be? For her to a carry? teeny tiny one. It would have to be terribly small. Do you uh, think we should sign off for now? Oh, that's very sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I just wondered if we should leave this one here. Park well, it, I think they call it in the business. <laughs> well, yes, we can do that perhaps by saying... Well, that's been very nice. What should we talk about in the next pod? So that, then we'd have an end to this pod. Mm. So what do you think we should talk about in the next pod? What's coming up in the new series of pod? So here we are. We're back after, uh, uh, was there two people? A brief hiatus. But we did four, series one, and then people asked us to do series two. So that's why we're here, isn't it? There's a demand. We've been inundated with requests. So that's and why we're we back. have actually, we have got quite a few things from pre-lockdown interesting people that we spoke to pre-lockdown. We got a, a vet to talk about food stuffs and, and, and the things that Paddy and I think we know about, but we don't. And also uh, the marvellous Rachel Fuller. 
We talked about oh, lost yes. dogs in terms of dogs dying, lost to the big farm in the sky. And she has written an entire requiem to her dead animals. So that's coming up in this series. Um, and then I think we should review the memes and GIFs and social media videos that, about dogs in lockdown. Yes. That's, we should do a review of them. And uh, the one, two, three, that, so that'll be series four. Yes. And how are you finding the, your technology? Is it going to, we're going to leave you now to your bedroom in the sky, looking over the sea? Yes, I'm finding the technology trying. And there's a hammer nearby all my IT equipment at any time. But I can smash it to bits. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for this pod. Thanks so much for giving the time and energy as you are captive, unable to leave the house and with nothing else to do. What a vote of confidence in this lovely little pod. Thanks for listening. More next time.